Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated. Come, come to where I'm from podcast episode 124. Oh, that's, that sounds nice. Our and, guest, and Christine. Christine. Is here. Hello. Hello. This, these sound good. Yeah. It brings you in. Hello. Nice to see you. You, you too, Joseph. I love the colorful array of you. It's time, you know. It's time to be colorful. Yeah, it's um, it's it's a flavor of a day. What mood <laughs> you're in? Yeah. And it's a uh, scratch like a like you were just a reason before we turned on the machine. You said you had yogurt vats in your home. Yeah. I have like clothing scrap vats. I have clothing piles yeah oh you things. do piles i have piles like a big mountain a closed mountain do you have cats no no they'll, they'll piss all <laughs> over piles yeah all over so you can't do the piles and you, you can't do the piles and what's and your kitty cat's name tickles pickles tickles, tickles, tickles pickles tickles tickles pickles yeah is a man he but he's a little prince a bit of a she now that uh, i've picked them up and put them in my home they were an alley cat oh okay like me all right so i kind of brought the tickles pickles in and the rags to riches story oh yeah yeah it hasn't ended yet <laughs> where do you live uh i'm i'm um finding myself in brooklyn now but you were in austin right yes or? yes for a long time uh -huh. I, th 13 years you, wow. you, you messed up. You, everyone's moving there. Fuck that. I'm getting <laughs> up. No, I did not. Elon Musk yeah. is there. I did not mess up. I got out before he put my dick on a spaceship and shot me out to Crative Lake or something. <laughs> I I had a good time. I wish that had happened. I, and New Orleans as well. Yeah, New, oh, Orleans, I love New Orleans too. I used to live there. Yeah, you're lucky you got out of there. It's a velvet coffin. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, a lot of velvet. Yeah, a and lot a lot of, of coffin too. A lot of dark maroon. <laughs> yeah, dark maroon is the color of New Orleans. Dark maroon. You is know they it? they say it's the the. So I love all of the the slim descriptions of it. They say it's the city that care forgot. The care forgot. Care, yeah. That's interesting. The city that care forgot. I like that one a lot. The care forgot. Yeah, have you been there lately? It's a, the food will make you think no one cares about you after yeah. digesting goes through your shithole. Yeah. No care. Some jambalaya. Yeah, that too. Yeah. The yeah, bar. I don't know. There's something about it that's like magical, though. Oh, it is. There's no no place like it. How long did you live there? Long, long time. I found myself there. Years. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I think, came from there. And the yeah, I'm pretty much from the dirt of that that state and that area. Oh yeah. And then I located and found myself in Austin, in Austin, Texas. Well, I know a lot of people go from Austin, New Orleans to Austin, Austin to New Orleans is mm. a thing. Yeah, because That's they're both thing. down there, and there's yeah. not much good down there. So you better fucking and figure out where your mother ships are. Yeah. <laughs> and between. Those are two mother I mean, you're ships not, down there. What, you're going to go to Orlando? No. Nowadays you are. Not me, fucker. <laughs> I will not be going there. Unless I'm Nowadays go Florida's become a thing. Uh, it's a thing for something in my book. Piece of <laughs> shit. It's an old limp dick hanging off the country is what it is for me. But uh, Why is it limp? Why, how do you know Have you limp? seen it? It's like hanging there. Maybe it's pointing up and you're looking at it upside down. Oh, like I'm flipped up. Well, uh, certain... Uh, 
psychedelics and such, I'm sure that could be the case. But right now, it looks like a big old limp okay. papa dick, like all the papas in tech, uh, Florida, Sarasota. You know, that's, that's where they true. go. To, that's where they go to die. You got a good point there. But then again, they invented Viagra. Who's they? Well, I don't know. Somebody. Men. <laughs> you know, it used to be a blood pressure medication. Oh, I know, because when you take it, the fucking blood feels like your head. I don't know. Yeah. Have you ever taken Viagra before? Uh, asking for a friend. No. <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah, have. I, have, I have. I have. I mean, the gays love it. I mean, if you've ever done anything speedy, then it's kind of. Or if you just want to. It becomes a necessary thing. Yeah. Or, or yeah. if you want to, you know, fuck the mile long race all the time. But if you take a whole one. You don't need it, though. No, if, if you, you take a whole If you practice semen retention, you don't need it. Oh, okay. I don't have time to do semen retention. It gives you more time. Why do I want to retain it? Get the because fuck. Then it you feels get... good when it comes out of me. I know, but also you can like channel it back up into your sort of crown. You are chakra. a hippie. You are a fucking hippie. <laughs> Yogurt eating pile of clothes, hippie. That snake from your what, what is it, from your, your chakra, root, your root chakra, your root chakra. That snake will travel up into your third eye. Go. And then you'll jizz all over and then jizz all over from your third eye. I've done you, that. You think it's, it's just I did that in that Stockholm once. Try jizzing from this eye, Christine. I'll try. You should try. I'll go home tonight and try. try. I'll write a, I'll keep a little journal with a lock on it and then I'll get your hippie mailing address and I'll send you my journal and you can read all about it. Joe at hippiequestions.com. Yes. Yes. Hippie questions. Hippie Chakras are us. Chakras are Florida is hard. You can't chakra me. You can't chakra. Oh, no. Don't ever make that t-shirt, That's my please. album. You can't chakra me. Oh, my God. Chakra, chakra me. Chakra con. Make me feel better. You know that song? No. It's by Kiss. Ace Freely. Shock mm. me. Anyway. Chakra me. So, okay. So, you you came from New Orleans. Is that where you grew up? I guess. I don't remember much of growing up. I just kind of hit the road okay. out of the dirt. Austin's where most of my... Austin? Uh, Texas, then. Mm, yeah, Austin was where I, I kind of sprouted and started kicking. I'm only really... I've been fucking around on the earth here with y'all for about 12 years, so I'm, I'm entering my adolescent teenagers for really? all y'all out there who really want to get a budding flower. Oh, yeah, 12 years, that's You're all. You're not even legal, of legal age <laughs> nope. in these parts. Nope. I think in France, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, but they're all locked down. That's no fun over there. Just kidding, France. I know it's not. Please, well, Catherine Deneuve would, would agree with you. She'd say it's oh, fine yeah. for a young woman of 12 to fucking suck. <laughs> She's my kind of girl. What happened? Uh, I just that's had a, an out of body experience. That's the ghosts. <laughs> Suddenly we were on the stairwell talking. Yeah, I know. About we, a drug deal. Well, you start talking about Catherine <laughs> like, Deneuve. Uh, it was like all of a sudden we were on the stairwell talking about LSD. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and a talking. frog hopped up and said, I'm Ahu. The French. It was weird. <laughs> okay, so Austin. And then, and you've, and you've just been here now for 12 something years. Well. Then, so why'd you move to Brooklyn then? What happened? Oh, because... And how long ago? Oh, I got back into New York um, two years ago. Fresh. Back. I'm back, fresh. Back to New York. Yeah, I had but spent time here, too, uh, back in the late, early 2000s. Okay. And I ventured around 
and decided to come back here because Austin pretty much did everything it could. And I left there real happy. Uh, I left there not, I hate when people move from place, a place and they're like, fuck, fuck this place. I'm done with it. Fuck it. And they run off. Mm -hmm. And I was real thankful to Austin and I was real appreciative because everything I'm enjoying right now, all the fruits on the trees and, and the, the dicks in the yard, everything came from Austin and the people I worked with there yeah. to create what we're doing. We were just talking about. So it was hard to leave. Yeah, no budgets and lots of good friends and filmmakers and musicians. My producers and, and are a thriving scene now. Like, yeah. Especially for performance art stuff. I mean, like the whole comedy explosion down there that Joe Rogan's bringing and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's a lot of, probably got a lot of interesting potential, or maybe it's a bad thing. I don't know. I don't know. Comedy. Seems like a good thing. Yeah. But like also just for performing arts and stuff. When there's a lot of rude shit that's come out of there, like the Dicks. You ever heard of the Dicks? That old gay ass punk band. They came out of there the and dictator. Butthole Surf, a Gibby Hang. They all came out of Austin. I it's used a, to see him. In my, I used to live in Red Hook, and he's there. Yeah, I see him too. He's yeah. that's a Austin. Shout out some rotten good crap yeah i'm pleased to be a part of it yeah i like i like that attitude because i was thinking about this about hoarders and how like oh i got some hoarder friends right now i mean i'm kind of a hoarder friend of myself mm, okay. but like uh what you've been thinking about them yeah i've been thinking about hoarders and thinking like okay it's like so weird they can never let go of anything in life because everything in life they almost overvalue everything that's a very nice way to describe a hoarder. <laughs> yeah, but what else sets up that particular dysfunction that you think? I don't know. I, I get really frustrated. I think it's a psychological thing, well, so I can't fuck with that. You yeah. know, that's like ingrained. Yeah. That's like the demon when they have to drill a hole in the skull and I let it come out. What's up something. with that? What's up with the hole in the skull? That's like, how they used to do. But there's still people that believe in that. Like, it's like oh, a, of course, there's people a, that believe a lot of crap today. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the hole in the skull. Uh, hell in the skull. The hoarders, I just, I don't understand because when it gets real bad, you know, like the paper, yeah. papers and cat piss and stuff, I just don't know. But it's, it's yeah. a psychological uh, it's a wonderland problem. for yeah. them. That must be so exciting for a hoarder. <laughs> I think it's got to be painful. But I don't know. They seem very happy, and it seems to be treasures everywhere that they want to well, keep. Well, there's levels of hoarders. I'm a hoarder yeah. too. No, I'm, I'm just a close not out of control. I'm not hoarder. out of control. It's hard yeah, to yeah, throw certain. I'm Slightly out. Of, I'm almost out of control. I don't know. I think I, I keep things too, but I'm not a hoarder. I just think yeah. I put them in a little box for later. Like yeah, a, right. that's yeah. an archivist. I'm an archiving, I'm saving yeah. my journals. That's not hoarding. No, there are people that actually like keep their waste and stuff like that. You know. Oh, oh, like poop. Yeah, stuff garbage. Like that. Yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah, like serious, garbage. Serious piles. piles. Yeah, oh, piles. I know. Those are the ones I get really yeah, like. Not really that. No. <laughs> That's when it goes into like the family of people eating their couches and things and stuff. Right. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, if they're happy, if that, if that lady who ate her couch is happy and not dying from it, then honey, eat your couch. I'm yeah. cool. Right. Go for it. Just don't eat my couch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so. Um, you, so you were in Austin. Is that where you became Christine? Or how that, that's just where I started. That's where you started. Yeah, yeah. I started doing music. And right. um, I, I wrote a song called Fix My Dick. 
Fix Your Dick. And that was my first song. And and how does that go? Um, the song? Yeah. It's 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 uh it's a treasure. It's uh how how many how many people does it take to fix my dick? Come on, sit your short shot down on that pole. Crack your back while working that hole. Yeah, chicken. Yeah, chicken. Like that's a little taste of it. Uh. It's a very, uh, hello, here I am. Uh, Oops, my knife fell out. Uh, yo, whoa, that's not a knife. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's, what? That's a knife? Yeah. You are a hippie. <laughs> it's got a, what is that, a leather handle? I actually got it in France. Oh, we're back in France. It's in France, yeah. A, a Savoir from France. Let me see, let me see. You can have it if you want. Wait, oh, I'll get in trouble with here. this. Yeah, I know. I, don't, I, I actually. It's wooden. I had a gig yesterday, so I have my knife on me, so I don't walk around with a knife usually. I don't. I, I like to walk around with a hammer. But I also heard that you described yourself as a switchblade. Yeah, I like. I like to feel like a switchblade. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Well, I don't have to take too long to pull it out and cut. It's quick. I don't like, I got, didn't want to have to spend too much time primping and worrying about things. I don't, that's not in my nature. Mm-hmm. I kind of show up and you, you have to eat whatever, however the meat is cooked. Right. And um, the switchblade to me, I think a, a, a stiletto, the kind that comes straight up out of mm-hmm. it. That's, yeah. that's my favorite. Right. And, the uh, danger and the speed and action of a of a, of a, of a, an object like that very much uh, turns me on, and also is the kind of relationship I'd like to have with the people who are kind and brave enough to enter a room to view the shit I'm spilling out for them. Right. It's dangerous. You can. I'll jump on you. I'll spit on you, and I might love you, and I won't cut you personally. Why is that dangerous? Well, because if you're standing out there and I jump on top of you, it might hurt your head and uh, ruin your nice somebody head. Somebody might uh, like it. I mo- everyone likes it. Well, then they it's not keep, a- <laughs> they keep, I'm just saying to the people in the hippie homes with your oh, audience. Oh, you think be. hippies won't? <laughs> <laughs> no, they just crumble when you jump on them. They're like, oh. oh. Not, not chakra hippies. Not chakra hippies. They're chakra tight. hippies are strong. They're like a tree. They're like a tree. You can jump on chakra hippies. No, but I, um, there's danger in any place you go so i like to i like to be immediate immediate but also aware of and dancing with the danger of it i like that i think it's quite enjoyable it is enjoyable yes i think it's emotionally healthy too Uh, yes i agree with you yeah because if you give yourself a vehicle to display certain sides of yourself without reservation, that's a gift most people never give themselves. Yeah, it's quite vulnerable. I believe in vulnerability a yeah. lot. I don't yeah. think most fucks who are on stage who aren't vulnerable are going to really offer me much that I can appreciate. What do you mean by that? I mean, if I can't, if you're just up on stage and there's not a. Uh, quality of vulnerability to you. Right. It's so perfect and polished. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty bored. Right. I want to, or if it is perfect and polished and you supremely 
find you, the person on stage supremely finds themselves in a situation where something has gone terribly wrong mm -hmm. and like a light fixture falls mm -hmm. or a, the, the drummer has a, a seizure and pisses himself <clears throat> and falls through the drum kit. That uh, person who's in command, how they deal with that situation mm. in that vulnerable stage is also either going to win my praise or send me walking out the door. Mm. If you can command a room with a script and perfect lighting and a wonderful director and a fantastic editor, but you can't handle a fucking... Insane yeah, situation on stage, and you have to say, "Oh, everybody, hold on, we'll be right back, we'll be right back." Mm -hmm. I'm gonna fucking leave because mm -hmm. you don't know what the fuck you're doing. I 100% agree with that. <laughs> that yeah. I, I love leaning into the awkwardness in performance. It's, not, I mean, it's it's fun. I it mean, is, I'm it's sure where all the fun is. Some people just don't have that ability, and that's okay. And if you're really good, or you're just fucking strange, I'll stick around and watch you drown. Mm -hmm. Everyone likes to see a boat sink. <laughs> at the same time mm -hmm. but even if, if the sinking goes boring too then i'm gone right if you're screaming while it sinks i will stick around and i'll help you get off the boat too sometimes i've done that too yeah so what's the vulnerability like when you perform like what's your what's your uh what kind of vulnerability do you sort of lean into well i'm 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 i'm, I'm raw as fuck and i talk about things that are uh, going through my head that 99% of the stank time is going through y'all's head. I don't right. approve of myself or see myself and I don't like when other people get onto a stage and play the messiah and say I have all the answers and I'm presenting them to you and I am the rock god or whatever the fuck they call themselves. I don't like that shit. I'm not here to give you answers. I'm here to fucking shit on you. Basically, I'm just going to eat all the shit that you've been feeding me, and then I'm going to shit it back out at you, and we're going to talk about what's sitting in that buffet. And it's a shared experience. It's a shared quality between all of us beings about good shit and really bad shit but it's real shit to me and i'm not scripting this crap and i don't script the fucking thing so i just jump into some shit with you but what do you mean by shit oh i told everybody like somebody's shit could be somebody else's messiah complex and somebody's messiah complex could well, be somebody else's shit yeah for sure yeah. no one's got the same so toilet. i want to know what your toilet is filled with well, so yeah, sure. <laughs> Put your rubbers on. I mean, I, I, I don't like to, I don't always give out like painful crap. Like I, right. like, I like people, I like people to think a certain way. So if you're going to go, like, like my toilet flushes backwards, you know? So it's like, <laughs> I like to tell people one of my favorite two things that I've always spoken about. One was that everybody in the, world but in particularly like you two shits right here y'all mm -hmm. each of you has a pony inside of you i used to talk about this all the time my little pony you can give you that's the kind you've got if that's sometimes what, if, exactly exactly <laughs> absolutely sometimes there see you're it's very my, vulnerable right my now little pony yeah and then other times it's a stallion 
Exactly. And a lot of times it's the Italian That's when he style. takes Viagra. <laughs> but no, actually, you got that backwards. When I take Viagra. Just like Florida. When backwards. I take Viagra, it's My Little Pony. Mm. <laughs> I don't See, he's very vulnerable. See what I brought out in you? See, it's working. <laughs> it's like a little charmer. <laughs> this, is, this is exactly what I'm talking about. See, yeah. you have a very decorative uh, vocal pony. Yeah. And you are. Obviously know it very well. I love them. And when I go out on the streets and the, the countries, many people's ponies have been uh, shaved, right. shackled, and put in a barn with no I window. See what you're saying, yeah. And it's like people fucking start to understand mm. that your individual ah. pony. Decorate that pony, brush that pony, color its hair, get it out yeah. of the barn, and find I the uh, find the other ponies out on the streets running, and start running in the herds of them, and get out of there. That's just <laughs> see, a, that's beautiful. That's a very basic. But see, you thing. describe all it before is like shit this shit that well, to shit. me that is That's the not- opposite of shit that is like flowers from heaven uh-uh but the shit is that the world we fucking live in right now yeah. is shaving shackling and putting your fucking pony in a fucking barn and locking it up and making them all look alike you think that so? is yes but isn't there isn't there a move away from that in society too like yeah finding your pony and getting the fuck out of there and yeah. finding other people who you can relate to but that's very difficult for yeah. many people for many people that's yeah. a that's a very difficult thing less for and people. less i feel like though i hope so but i, I still think, so. think that there's people who are struggle. very afraid to and struggle with uh, just being themselves right well also whoever yourself is is for me personally is a fluctuating spectrum that is constantly shifting and moving. And I'm constantly evolving and becoming different aspects. And that's one of the things I wanted to ask you about in that, like, in, I mean, I don't know how much you want to talk about, like, aspects of playing different characters or whatever, but, like, you giving yourself that that vehicle to me is, like, such a... is a strong thing, an amazing, emotionally healthy thing to do. And so many people can't do that and they're stuck in one fixated spectrum of themselves. Mm. And so you think a lot of your work, maybe like what you just said, I take it as to mean like you're showing people that they can be more expansive. I'm showing people and I'm showing myself. Right. Uh, it's a, I'm, I find myself to be a very fluid spiritual being that has happened upon this realm. Yeah, you are. And I have decided to take on this vessel. It's awesome. Whenever I need to come out and speak to you. And I'm thankful enough to have this vessel to kind of allow myself. It's like Wonder Woman's little invisible Jetta to fly around and do my shit. Switchblade Jetta. Switchblade Jetta, not a Jetta. I don't, not a Jetta. I'm not driving a Jetta. You're not a Jetta, you're a Jedi. That's like a Geostorm. Yeah, maybe a Switchblade Tesla, but you don't like him either. I'm not going there. I'm just like, give me a horse and, give me a horse and wagon. Give me a good old horse and chuck wagon. I want to read you a comment. Like a, oh God! From no, where? This is good. Like this a, is all very good. This is like a restaurant's comment board or something. This is like Christine gives amazing social commentary on mental illness, homelessness, depression, and a lot of other things most people in public would find negative. If you think she is ew or gross, you simply just don't understand. Love, Christine. That's nice. What do you think of that? Christine gives 
amazing social commentary on mental illness, homelessness, depression. I, I found that was kind of interesting. Well, it's uh, most, it most fucks I know deal with those things. And if they say they don't, they're lying out of their fucking holes. Right. And uh, I think that um, the reason people, I hope, go and find themselves in dark rooms to see a soul on a stage become vulnerable and howl out sounds from within themselves. I hope that those people who pay to go see that um, usually are going because they're trying to find an avenue to allow themselves to step away from the barn and the shackle and the shaved pony and to maybe glean some light or sound or a physical feeling in a hot room that can inspire them to start to perhaps understand what that thing is in them that might be a little off or what that fucking dog is on their shoulder that tells them to shove that powder up the nose or the needle in their arm or their dick in a hole or their fucking fist in a hole maybe too much more than they can handle maybe it's a binge worthy situation or it's something that they're struggling with i hope that the people who come to these gatherings in these spaces are able to plug into me and feel or glean or find a certain kind of voice or understanding that can help them to better understand themselves. I am not the most attractive thing in terms of the magazines and what what human beings might deem as attractive. I feel like Elizabeth Taylor inside of Sybil Shepherd's pussy. I think you're but attractive. I do too. I feel I, I'm a very sexual I being. I find you attractive. Thank you. Yeah. I'm a very sexual, <laughs> wild being. Sybil Shepherd's pussy. I, mean, I, no, Elizabeth, I in Elizabeth. Sybil Shepherd in Elizabeth. No, Taylor's Elizabeth Taylor in, a, in Sybil's in pussy. pussy yeah. I just like to think of those things. Sybil always remember. pops up in my head. I don't know why. But um, because of Bruce Willis, maybe. So, because I'd sit on his face for days. <laughs> he still looks good. And I also, well, we'll get back to moonlighting. Don't let that slip. But um, <laughs> I think that I try to keep myself at its lowest place so that everyone in the room can be above me, can feel... Uh, something uh, higher than or more inspired than this piece of dirt. But it never works that way. It's just always a shared inspired feeling and all. But I like to um, I like to scream and kick and throw dirt and pull things out of my ass and be as wild as the wild soul as I can be, as I am, uh, because that's the only way. It's like in the Hollywood movies when they shake them, shake them, slap them in the face, or hit them with a dead fish in the face, or like the vine would do or something. Like you gotta shock it out of people yeah. sometimes. And and I like to take you on a theatrical. I'm a theater faggot. I like to go, 
you're gonna get a show. We're gonna go very hard. We're yeah. gonna go soft. We're gonna go dark. We're gonna go happy. We're gonna go churchy. I don't give a fuck. Mm -hmm. But you're gonna go places, Somewhere. and I, it's worth the shitty cheap ass ticket you bought. Yeah. Yeah, you don't strike me as dirt though. Well, you should look inside my purse sometimes. <laughs> I found it in my purse. I, I, I haven't. Uh, I haven't. Well, now I see the drawings on your well, purse. Well, I get no. Like, those, okay, that's a little. These are from people. I get everyone to sign my purse. I want to sign it. Okay, you will. Um, but I found an old COVID mask. It must have been. This thing probably has COVID in it. I'll probably. This is the next viral strain. Oh, no. Look at that. That's disgusting. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, it's gross. I found it at the purse. Go I think this is from a march. This you can is... go ahead and throw that away. Oh, or no. Actually, no. put it in a frame. I'm going to fucking vacuum seal this and sell it. Yeah. Better idea. And then when we all have, we are dead and COVID's been <laughs> stopped years later, some shit little kid's going to we'll open up that. the vacuum seal and you watch it be like the dinosaurs dying again. <laughs> you know what's so interesting is I was playing last night at City Winery and I was having, and I rehearsed a lot. Um, sometimes I have a, mode of performing this very broke down and kind of like vulnerable to a fault maybe or unrehearsed or like and then but this one I was like sort of rehearsed a lot and I felt like a few times in the show that I was like okay you're being a little too strong and strident it was almost like just something you said reminded me of it like there is something good about being that mix of vulnerability and strength because you don't want to go all vulnerable, like putty, like melting all over the stage. No, then you're like... um, Like pathetic. Well, then you... But you just don't have the chops to keep the people there. Right. Like, some people like to see a ship sink, like I said. Yeah. But if you're... I always got confused when certain musicians would get on stage and they would cry and hide behind a speaker. Mm. And I'm like, well, I, I'm, I feel for you. Like, I, I do. Like, I mean, yeah. you're obviously going through something. But yeah. um, I need you to do a little more. <laughs> like, this is a room full of people. So right. if you're going to hide behind the speaker, then sing behind the speaker. Like, I don't give a fuck. Who's that man who sang all his back to the audience for his later years like yeah, I, I don't yeah. mind that shit if you're creative with it or if you need to sing behind the speaker do mm -hmm. it I think that's exciting but if you just sit there and cry and then they have to cancel the show then I have a big problem right are you talking about cat power no I'm just no <laughs> I, there's a, there, well there's a list of she people she used to do that a lot like, well, well, and a, she made it work for her uh, I mean I'm a fan so I'm not dissing some performance art yeah, behind a sheet yeah, yeah. Where, well there know, there's like that whole nine shit. inch nails Trent did or Robert Fripp used to not be on stage and oh, okay. his presence yeah. was like more big because he wasn't on stage. I mean, who knows? That, could, that shit could be planned and that shit could yeah. be an act. You don't fucking know. It's called theater. You're in a room with a stage. It's called theater. Yeah. But I don't, like I said, I, I feel for those people, but sometimes I'm like, maybe you shouldn't be on this stage right now. Or maybe, what the fuck? Where's someone who's in your fucking circle to tell you you shouldn't be on that stage right now? Right. I, like, that's when people get really fucking weird is when these people get so um, popular. Yeah. They're in these circles of people who just say yes to everything, which is why we don't no longer have many of our iconic singers because they're all dead because no one fucking told them hey don't take the painkillers and get in the elevator right. hey don't go touch kids talking and about get in the, talking about all of them yeah isn't that wild though that he did get into an elevator and then let's go crazy it said never gonna let the elevator take us down let's go crazy. i think it's, did you ever think about that no i didn't you're the first person who's brought that up to my brain is that true uh 
Yeah. Because he's like in Let's Go Crazy, it's like it talks about death and he goes, Don't not gonna ever let the elevator take us down, let's go crazy. Like and it's like he died in an elevator. It's just so wild. I think it's the first And he died by the way five years ago today. I know. Happy happy, happy death day and happy there's so many happy time to Prince. Yeah, yeah. pour some out for Prince. I'll do a little bit. There we go. <laughs> um there's I think something very elegant about dying in your own elevator in your home as well. <laughs> I really do. No. I'm not lying. Well, because like if, if I, you have an elevator. Well, one, I'm sure his elevator looked amazing. Right. I'm sure he had a... I bet yeah. it was the coolest fucking elevator in the world. And yeah. two, I don't know, like painkillers in an elegant elevator in the privacy of your home. If I had to go... Right. It's not so bad. It's not the worst. It's very, you just, the, the door was open and they'll just find you sleeping there on the floor. Like, okay. I mean, in Prince. Like a little prince. And like, a little, <laughs> like a little prince. In his, in his trajectory of life, I'm glad it was at least calm and elegant in an elevator instead of like, you know, some tragic crap. Well, that is pretty tragic though, drugs. Well, drugs, drugs can suck. be very tragic. Because it's like I've thought about like, because it's also... When you're on a drug run, you're not you're not you're not connected to your higher self at all. You're like you're you're dealing with the lower vibrational aspect of your being. And so you're dying from that point of view and that's that's terrible for somebody like Prince, I think. Or I, anybody, really. I guess. But I would disagree that when you're on drugs, you're always at your lowest. Well, no, that's true. I Because agree. I think that you, some drugs can will actually enhance <clears throat> and better uh, uh, your perceptions of life and creativity. In, in, uh, you don't have to kill yourself on not drugs in to enjoy them. I agree. I've had great experiences. I've had great experiences. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, I've had fantastic drug experiences and, and still do. It introduced me to sides of myself and stuff, and I'm grateful for those experiences. But at the same time, like I'm super enjoying this like 100% sobriety thing, except yeah. for CBD, because I was so long without it. I was on Kava and Kratom, and I was like... That yeah. sounds expensive. It, it, it was. Yo, it's so expensive. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. I'd rather have, do have drugs. You ever, exactly. Because it's like, it's barely a drug and it takes all your money. Yeah, yeah fuck that. That so sounds you, like, you, that's you, like Gwyneth Paltrow. Just like, yeah. here, put this vacuum in your pussy and pay $2,000. It might explode, but 100%. who cares? It was like, my $2,000 Gwyneth Paltrow a, Yeah, I'd rather have a sex addiction and put 100 dicks in my pussy than a vacuum with a candle in it. That costs more than all the dicks in the world. That's about, that's the best assessment of my Kava addiction I've ever heard. But I think, I also think. That's basically what it yeah, was. Yeah, A hundred percent was that. It is. Like, it the is. vagina vacuum. I mean, yeah. no, it was compensating for probably wanting a sex addiction and not letting myself just have that for half the price, mm, at least. Yeah, but I also think, I think it's important. I, I, think, I think of this a lot, like. <laughs> when you have like addictions or you 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 know the way you just said like yeah. i feel that drugs can bring you down and this and that i think it's like it's a personal thing for you yeah. and i i think about that more i try to think about mm, more these days in relation to uh people who listen to the work i make or view the work i make and how how to be uh, aware of different experiences mm -hmm. because there's 
there are some people who uh, drugs are helping them, you yeah. know. They're actually getting them out of the dark places. And there's some people who yeah. are creating things on drugs. And I feel the Absolutely. way I've been having troubles uh, with the people's addictions of my own included of like uh, technology and things and yeah. the platforms and i and many people i know depend upon a social platform to uh, share our Make work because i don't have a manager i don't have an agent i don't have a label i don't have fuck shit and you're on the best podcast in new york city oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> so in a basement <laughs> <laughs> with strange <laughs> art. That's fucked up. Hippie shit. Um, but I have a big problem. Like, for instance, like, I want to uh, leave the realm of fuckbook, you know, Facebook. Like, I don't right. need it anymore. But my first instinct was to burn it to hellfire and to say, this shit, which it is, is the devil, right? Uh -huh, yeah. This shit is the devil. This fucking shit is controlling and it's a yuck 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 and then I had to stop because I know many people especially old folks yeah people who are living alone <clears throat> right people who are missing their children yeah and I'm torn because I, I say these people this thing it's a big deal really makes their life so much better. Absolutely. I get goosey bumps talking. You're, you're making me get the feels right well, because, now talking about this. Well, it's like, true because I, I want to say it's terrible. And for me, it's terrible. For me, it's the fucking... I want to... It goes against everything. Yeah. And I'm trapped in a world where I have to find ways... All of the creative people I know, yeah. we're always trying to find ways to communicate yeah. our work to people in a very ever-changing landscape. Yeah. So I just had to put my brakes on before I opened my big shit mouth. Mm. And I thought about many people I know who, who are happy because they can talk to people, and especially in the plague times. So yeah. I think it's the same way with the drugs and all. Like, it doesn't work for me for these reasons, yeah. but it might work for this person. Yeah. And it's and it's I think the world that with this fucking crap ass Cadillac we're driving around in is gonna probably try to get a little bit better if we start to think that way. Okay, I got two things. For one, if you made a video saying everything you just said about Facebook and posted it on Facebook, I bet you you would get I bet it would go We black. just did make a video, you fuck. <laughs> exactly. This is the video. You're right. That was the promo. <laughs> You're right. Hippie, <laughs> hippie. The acid just kicks Yeah, in. hello. No, so, so, yeah, like, but that statement is great. You should post that it's on powerful. Facebook. But it's that's powerful. That's what we all feel. But that's how yeah, you I, talked to me I, before I, at the beginning. Of it, that's how I talk in my shows. Yeah, okay. I will start screaming. I don't know if, yeah. do you do a lot of talking in yeah. your shows? Uh-huh, yeah. God help them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know they do. I'm just fucking with you. I know you are. But um, I, 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 I love to talk. I get very, um, when I go see a 
performer I like, and they don't talk. Uh, they, yeah. just, they just go, thank you. It gets aggressive after a while. Well, like, if they never talk. Like, like Dylan. It gets aggressive. I used to do that. I used to go, like, I'm just going to play. I'm pure or something. And it was like, it's so, so bad. It's terrible. But again, if it maybe they can't wor- talk. It, it worked for a while. Well, maybe maybe they just can't. It freaks Stage them out. Time. And they'll, yeah. they'll fucking piss their pants well, if they true. talk. Yeah. So, again, it's called... Um, Compassion, yeah, <laughs> or compromise, empathy, empathy yeah, all these yeah, things. Yeah. You can still fucking shit kick and spit and jump and all piss in crowds and pull things out of your ass and still have empathy and Man, compassion. You're like, that empathy is really borderline hippie shit, though, too. You're, if you're not careful. Hello, Austin, Texas. You think yeah. I didn't walk away with hippie germs on you, me? You got hit. You are a hippie. You're, I think you hippie. might be more of a hippie than me. Well, my armpits smell like a hippie right I mean, now. I can tell. <laughs> My, un- my underwear looks like a hippie, I bet, because I'm not wearing any. I'm wearing short. I'm wearing yoga shorts. You fucking hippie. I swear to God I am. I, no, I believe it. Trust me. He's going to show me. Well, y'all can see, too, because there's a video on. <laughs> I bet they're just spiker shorts, like spandex shorts that we used to have with the padded butts. I, I, Joe's taking his pants off. <laughs> oh, that, that's a, oh, wow. You have, like, layers. Well, they, these are the yoga shorts. And he's wearing a suit on top of it. Wow, you're a New York hippie. You're an everyman. He's an ever-changing hippie. <laughs> an everyman. I, I didn't know if we were going to do yoga afterwards. I, oh, I just wanted no. to be prepared. I'm prepared always. <laughs> I, if I took, I'm actually, I wore pants because I had to. I got, like your pants. Well, these, I usually don't wear them. I usually, I just, I usually just wear this. Oh, that's cool. And then, um, uh, and then it goes like yeah, that. Yeah. But it's cold out. Yeah. That's my nice belt my friend Kamal gave me. I need another um, belt. This belt sucks. Yeah. But, and these pants are from my friend Rick Owens and he's so kind and makes oh me Oh my god, are you kidding? Are you really friends with Rick Owens? He gave me these pants and shoes. That's amazing. Cuz he makes think. me he makes me feel beautiful. Yo, Rick Owens, that's like top. Those pants she got on it cost like at least five thousand four hundred dollars. Not anymore. But I bet you they <laughs> not without <laughs> underwear. Not with she's that. over here going, I'm dirty. It's like she's wearing eight thousand dollar pants uh, and ten thousand nice. dollar shoes. I swear to God. Yeah, but I because I have a Rick Owens jacket. That's I didn't buy them though. That's awesome. These are gifts from someone who thinks I'm beautiful. Well, that's killer. And I think he's beautiful, so it's kind of mutual. And I his wife is cool as hell. Too. Michelle. Yeah. Is he a she, New York designer? You know who introduced me to him is Lou Reed. Where's he from? Lou Reed loved him. From California, but he lives in Paris now. But oh. it's a New York vibe. It's very New. It, if I would say his his aesthetic is a New York thing. Mm. I think, well, mm-hmm. but I'm not a fashion person. I'm not either. <laughs> do I look like a fashion yeah. person? You actually do. I got to say. I, My suit is Dolce Gabbana. Because there are people who only listen and don't watch. What year? No, I don't know. I don't know. I got it at Century 21 right before exactly. it closed. Exactly. Still was expensive, by the way. For anyone, Even though it's like TJ Maxx for high fashion. I like TJ Maxx. For anyone who just is <laughs> listening to the podcast and not watching it, I highly recommend. I highly recommend you, you watch. up. Christine and her videos. Yeah. And I mean, I fa- did, you are top of the line fashion. And in, in my yeah, opinion, you do well, cause it's my pony. It's my, right. ho- it's exactly. my homemade pony shit. Is exactly. out exactly. I mean, this shirt, my friend Carrie gave me and it's an original Thompson That's twins killer. because she didn't wear it anymore. And I, she used to go to all the shows and she was in a punk band called sexy finger champs. And she's every now and then Shout gives me some Carrie. of, yeah, it gives Those me some of her too. These are just from um, a costume store. It's just store. the color of them. What, what's the necklace, though? Oh, this is from, uh, you uh, know what that is? This is a good luck hunchback 
from Naples, Italy. Nice. And he thought it was a ghost. It's a pepper. Pepper ghost. It's a pepper, and he's a hunchback, and he has a horseshoe in his hand, and he's very famous in Naples for years and years and years, back in the mythological days. Wow. And um, I've never seen that. He'll before. ward off the evil eye, and he gives something like men's stamina, but I don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> uh, I had one a necklace, and I lost it. And so I found this big one, and it was too big for a necklace. That's so. funny, because that's what I look like. I mean, an earring, an earring, not a necklace. When this I practice semen retention, exactly like that, like a big red thing hanging down. And I bet your face looks like that, too. And I have a top hat that's just like a spiritual top and hat. And all your semen collects in your back, and it makes <laughs> a hump. Exactly. <laughs> this is you. <laughs> this is you and when you're sleeping. So wait, tell me about touring with peaches. What you want to know? That's pretty awesome. It's amazing. You know what I love about Peaches is that big hit she had. Um, I'm gonna fuck or uh, what's it? Fuck the pain away. Yes. Is I love that it's like a sound check recording. Did you know that? Mm-mm. So the recording that's that big huge hit, fuck the pain away. Mm-hmm. That's just her doing it at sound check. That that's a isn't that awesome? Princess Purple Rain is a live recording. You're right. That's right. That he went back and and. Beefed added up. some stuff yeah. to right, yeah. right, right. I don't called, even think she beefed it up. I, I don't know. I heard that or something. Yeah, that's called brilliant musicians. Yeah, so uh, she was great. She yeah. we have mm, some mutual friends, mm-hmm. and uh, I was I told her this before. I was uh, finished touring in uh, Europe and stuff for a nice length of time, probably like maybe like two months, which was like long for me, mm-hmm. and. You sometimes go through these stages where you have a nice run of uh, something and then you kind of say, what the fuck is next? Or, mm-hmm. Why am I doing this? Or, what the fuck is going on? And who are these people paying for this I've crap? I've years and, like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. everybody, again, we all have these feelings in different ways, you know? And then we all do different things to deal with them, don't we? Uh-huh. So uh, I was sitting at a table at my friend Lyle's place in London and my dancer just, he looks very much like you, T. Grab. We had long brown hair, oh, yeah. scrawny hippie, and we were sitting like this at the table and literally saying, I was like having an Oprah moment with him, saying, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Like, what are we doing? What are we, what's going on? Yeah. And then I get a text on my phone and it goes, lights up, and it's Peaches. And she says, Hey, girl, it's Peaches. Would you like to go on tour with me? And I wow. just said, uh, Thomas, I said, I know what we're doing next, yeah. and 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 I and I said, uh, I think about it. Let me talk to my chicken. I said, let me <laughs> talk to, to my, my chicken. I go, let me talk to my chickens, and I'll get right back to you. And I did, and I waited about five minutes, and then I texted back, and I said, okay, it's gonna be okay. That's awesome. And she, um, she is incredible, and she brought me in to her family. And we had many of the same family, a lot of dykes out there, and wild folks that. Uh, I believe we all kind of, I like to look at this as a planet orbiting, you know, these systems. And you, um, you know a lot of planets out there, but sometimes the gravitational orbits make the planets come really close together. And um, then you have a really exciting supernova or something crashes or sours, or you just keep going, you know. But that particular lineup of that constellation with her had also several little moons around it, and it was a very nice conjunction. So mm-hmm. uh, we were able to really enjoy ourselves and enjoy the familial qualities of our work yeah. and also 
I learned a lot from her. She's a very seasoned bird in the craft. What'd you learn? Well, I learned uh, my favorite thing. uh, The first thing, the first show we did, uh, she walked, we were doing sound check. And sound checks can be rough, you know. Uh, most times the technician is tired. They've done this a million times, and they don't guy. they don't give a fuck. Especially if you're shit. the opening band. Oh, or if you're a woman walking into the room. Huh. Uh, and uh, it was very nice to watch Peaches walk into a room with a lazy sound person, and uh, just swing her shit around and get the job done very quickly when they weren't there to deliver what she needed. And I don't mean in a mean way. I mean in like a respectful way. Like, hello, is this your first time you've done this? You know? (laughs) And it wasn't, uh, I don't work with people who are mean. I don't work with people with tempers who blow up on people. I don't, I refuse to do it. There's other people out there who are very willing to take that job that you're fucking up with your fucking attitude. Mm-hmm. So, um, I agree. There's no reason to ever, ever work with people who have a nasty attitude and treat people badly or treat mm-hmm. you badly. There's always someone right behind them who will crawl on their knees to do their job happily Mm -hmm. and they don't even have to crawl in my fucking family so uh she wasn't doing the mean stuff she was saying i'm here to work and you're disrespecting the space right now and that was just the first and i was like oh damn when i saw that (laughs) you know and and then I was like, oh, she's fantastic. She's, she's strong. She's strong and she means business. But she's also very fun and stupid and delicate and crazy like me. Mm-hmm. And um, she has a good family. She takes care of her dancers. She takes care of the people who help her manage her whole planetary constellation. She really takes care of shit. And she lets you know when she needs time to be quiet. And she lets you know when it's time to have fun. And uh, there's a lot of respect on the bus. Yeah. And that was the first time I ever rode in a tour bus, and I had my little coffin spot up there. Right, the coffin. Yeah. What did you think of that? I loved it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I love like being in those little holes. And you, you didn't get claustrophobic? No, it like rocked me. To, I felt there's a strange movie called a Mysterious Planet. Uh-huh. Oh, no, Mysterious Island. It's from the 70s. It's the same animator who did those Sinbad movies with the little caricatures like Clash of the Titans, mm-hmm. Stop Start Animation. And there were these two people, this man and a woman. I always wanted to be the woman in this movie. And they went into a cave and there was a giant, giant creatures all over the island. And there was a honeycomb. And these big, big bees came and flew into the cave and, and he grabbed a half-naked lady and said, come on, let's go hide in the honeycomb. And they went and got inside the honeycomb and like hid and then the big bee came and sealed them inside of it. So I think I've had a sexual fetish or something about honeycombs and getting sealed inside my whole life. Mm-hmm. So the tour, tour bus, bus is kind of like that. I was like, oh, I'm inside a little honeycomb. But I didn't have a naked person with me. so Never, but that Never on the whole tour? No, I, I'm, a, I'm a very... Um, I'm very good at cock blocking myself. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> what What are your techniques? Just being myself. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what happens? Uh, most people, most people what don't take this raccoon home. Okay. No, no but n- also I'm usually not in a state of mind to engage. I know. I'm very explosive Focus. afterwards. Yeah. And, and I'm I'm dirty, and I don't mind the dirty, but yeah. I, mentally. 
I'm still searching for what I want. Right. And I don't find that I care to use much of my energy fucking around. Right. For things I don't know if I want or not. <laughs> I feel you on that. I would much rather... And it's a painful journey, and mm -hmm. it's a lonely journney. Be lonely. And that's where Jack Daniels can be the best husband there is. Makes you lonelier. Uh, Jack and I had like a very Jack joy. Jack makes you lonely. No, no, Jack made me. me fucking happy. You but, know what makes me less lonely? A big tub of yogurt with some honey. Oh, hippie. But yeah, Jack, Jack and I were like, Jack and I were like George and Tammy, you know, uh -huh. George Jones and Tammy Wynette after a while. I was like, I got to get out of this relationship. That's another fucking around with some shit that drains your energy. That's the thing I don't like about the jack thing i get the whole like don't go for sex because that's like a whole other thing well you i did not want to go for want, it i just no i understand i would never no. choose no sex i understand that well you would choose it because you probably do choose it It kind of chose for me but i, yeah, kinda went I know what you it. mean yeah, yeah you go with it and yeah. you sort of chooses you you sort of choose it yeah as well I, compromise I, I get it it's a compromise I, I have that same choice structure around sex a lot yeah. too i understand <laughs> it's a compromise <laughs> yeah, like, it's a relationship but like to me, it's like I, then if I, I wouldn't pick the Jack Daniels one because that's another relationship with something that's gonna drain me. Well, again, you. Yeah. Didn't drain me. No. No, I liked it. You like it? Yeah, I mean, I did. I don't. I, Jack and I divorced. But oh, so it did drain you. Well, it. Uh, Happy divorce. Eventually. What, what I discovered was yeah. that in the haze of a Jack. Marriage, yeah. or in the haze of any kind of weed, or uh, no, I'll stick with weed. But yeah. uh, in the haze of an of a, a substance that substance. can that can make you black out, or really uh, well, get, remove or, you, or just give you a dopamine hit easily without having to work for it. Yeah, I I found that the fortunate experience I, I was personally in of touring of traveling to places in the world, of meeting very, very interesting, wonderful people. Mm -hmm. I found in my quest for intimacy, mm. in my search for what I wanted, which I don't know what I want. I like, I tell people in my shows all the time, I say a hole's a hole. The world we live in right now, if you are somewhere and you feel a chemistry with somebody, anybody, male, female, trans, in between, animal of the ilk of a human, I don't care. The kids are doing it all today. If you have a chemistry with something, you take it home, you drop the clothes off of it. It might not be what you expected, but you had a chemistry with it. A hole's a hole. Mm -hmm. You stick with it. It's just, and it's it's not about this idea of what you are supposed to love or fuck or want. It's a, it's a feeling. So holes are holes are holes, and I tell the crowd that all the time. A hole's a hole. You fucking jump on that if you feel it. You love on that, and it's special and it's important. Then you gotta get your pony out and ride it. So the alcohol and the things that can really cloud you up and slop you up, they keep you from those intimate experiences with not only people but places cities or yourself stages and yourself i'm okay but i want i i'm, I'm in another country i'm in i'm meeting these very amazing people and i'm not a hundred percent there right and i think that that's a shame it's fun for a while but at the at the end of it all especially when you're 
a solo traveler yeah. uh, those you can find intimacy outside of people yeah. and and the cloudiness of of taking substances from i think for many people can sometimes keep you from discovering true intimacy yeah what about like prayer and meditation or God or stuff like that? Do you have like a prayer life or anything like that? Or do you have any kind of belief system in that realm? I mean, I, uh, I know that I'm not uh, the, the force that has created these things. But I have a very, uh, very easy, fluid, understanding uh or conversation with whatever the fuck it is out there and i think the only thing i focus on most is being thankful yeah like when I, you get a text from pink or, i mean not pink sorry what peaches <laughs> peaches pink will never text me maybe, maybe. but sure. i don't want to go hanging from ceilings and shit yeah uh, <laughs> no but when you get a text from like peaches and you're at like this moment of going like what am i doing like if like for me if i got that i would instantly be like thank you god like do you have that same instinct um i like to talk to inanimate objects anything if i for instance just performed in the basement of the cock okay for my easter special right. yeah that basement is over on second Avenue, mm -hmm. right? like, it used to be lit bar. Yeah, lit, and then it's the cock, and it has a cock-a-doodle-doo. Yeah, and the basement is a filthy back room, just yeah. fucking and drinking and having a ball. It better be. Of it's course. called the cock. Yeah. It's in and, New York City. Yeah. And it's so, not a filthy But room. no, it's yeah, it's got to be. And that's and why I wanted to do a fucking Easter show a, down there in the name of those people's God. Uh, but <laughs> I was down there and I'm a big believer when I go into a theater or even this space, uh, kind of, but when I go into places, mm -hmm. I like the, I like the history of that place. This place has a huge history. Yeah. We were talking about yeah. it. And, and if I were performing here, I would feel it. Um, I like, I'm very believe in the spirituality of plugging into mm. a place, plugging into Oh, 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 history of a wall, these walls that have the seen and the, the energy room. of a room. Yeah. Mm. So when I was in the cock, you know, I was very thankful to that space. Uh, very thankful to people I know who, my friend Nisham who died during COVID was at the cock and I made sure I referenced and spoke of Nisham and yeah. joked and picked on in that space yeah. because to me that is a portal or a, uh, an exchange within a spiritual realm to this realm that we are in. So I like to talk to things. I like to thank, I, when, my, when I'm done with a show and I go home at night, and I take this off, for instance, this net I've had for over probably 10 years. I uh, thank it. I kiss it. And I very delicately put it where it belongs. My jewelry. This was a gift from my uh, husband, David Hoyle, in London. Divine David gave me this. This is our wedding gift. I gave him... Um, he gave me a ring too, and then this one. And no, I gave him this. I'm so confused now. This I gave him a pink one. He gave me a gold ring. The gold ring is at home because it slips off my finger. Mm. But he always wears this that I gave him. And that's like a jar tap. 
Kotaku. Yeah, yeah Mason yeah. Jaws. But yeah. I'm I'm very cool. aware of the magic and the power of, of things. Things, and I think that that is no different. It's actually much better than a big old rich gay man sitting in a big house in Rome with a funny hat on his head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know this. These things give me strength. They, they, I have to be thankful for them. I have to say thank you for the night tonight or fuck you for the night tonight. And those exchanges are spirituality for me. Okay. And that's people, objects, places, weather, all of it. But there's not like a single creator that you speak to. No, I speak to all of it because it's in everything. Okay. There is no, that's the old man in the fucking, that's the old Pope man. Fuck that shit. Well, the Pope isn't God. He's but he's like obviously a, got God inside of him and people speak to him and chase him around in a, a bulletproof car. of the Catholic Church. Says them. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you need that old man to see your thing, sure. But I don't find God in his Pope mobile. No, but you're somebody whose intelligence is far beyond, you're, you're able to see past those tropes or distractions i i think almost because for some people maybe they're representative of some kind of inroad into a relationship with god and for other people i think they're massive distractions and the way you spoke of the pope for instance just then for you it seemed like a massive distraction so i would think but just everything else you said you could just sidestep that whole aspect of religion and just go straight to the source but i guess you do it through things so maybe you already explained that and people and people yeah but yeah i, I mean i if i think the pope is just the same. whatever the pope yeah the same that's the same shit that's, that's a thing that's shackling <laughs> your pony and putting it in a barn for some and for some others, it's it's. But that uh, exists in every religion, because I, as a Jew, <laughs> I feel the same thing about rabbis or whatever. When somebody was like, "That guy's right. no closer to God than me," like who gives a fuck? Or a guru, or the Pope? Mm-hmm. I just. Yeah. But it's just like we were talking about Facebook. It helps other people. And exactly. It doesn't help so, me. So, well, yeah, 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 exactly. So fuck the Pope, but if it helps you, Exa- go for it. See, yeah. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> you can't help Who am it. I to say? Your niceness just comes out of you. Yeah, but I'll like, let you know how I feel. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know how I feel first, but and then I'll say. Just comes yeah. out. Then I'll say, but it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck the gays. The, I, that's what I said in the Easter show. All the, all the, all the Vatican is, is a, it's, it's an example of what happens when gay men get rich and powerful. It's called the Vatican. It's yeah. called the gays the inside of it. Gays are over there. Look what they do to the nuns. But and I, look what I'm the nuns the do to way, the children. I'll tell you how I feel and I'll be okay with it. Like, Yeah. But yeah, I do believe in something. It's just everywhere. I guess it's like it, uh, something I think is important to talk about in regards to all the work you're doing because to me it's so interconnected with the kind of creative, empathetic explorations you're doing to become to give people strength for their own inner um inner kookiness or inner things that they reject inner pony uh colorful ponies however you want to put it to me that is such a spiritual work that you're doing so i instantly go like okay to do that work requires strength and i know where i get my strength to do work like that and it's directly from prayer 
Mm. And I couldn't get, I could, that's why I'm always baffled when people don't have that and they still do that work. I'm like, where are you getting your strength to do that work? Mm. You see what I mean? And I identify as Christian or whatever, but I also don't know what the Pope is and all that stuff. And like, to me, that's like neither here nor there. I, I don't even have like an affiliation with any kind of church or anything. Though I'll, when I go by a church in Brooklyn, I'll walk in and pray. And But it's like, that's a direct connection with me and God. I don't understand the whole dynamics of the church. I don't get offended when you guys talk about, I don't, oh, fuck these yeah, people yeah. for <laughs> baptizing or the Pope's a gay guy in Rome or whatever. Like none of that. Def- There's uh, like, no gay guys in Rome. None of, yeah, like great. Or none of it offends. you have your own religion. Yeah, well, none of it offends me, but yeah. I also identify like i also listen to sermons and stuff like that and like so i get a lot of strength from that and yeah. i'm just like i give sermons at my show yeah i feel like that i get that energy from you so. i do and yeah. uh i don't know like i strength to do those things i just think to be vulnerable well it's, and to help others to do that that takes strength and yeah courage. yeah i think it's just a mystery in a way and also um, I like to think um, that um, I was with Michelle Lamy, Rick's partner, once, and she told me a poem as a spoken thing. I don't know who wrote it, but it's the thing we've always heard. It's about the... Footsteps? No, but <laughs> how dare you? Uh, how dare you? Uh, I thought but, that's what you were going to no, bring up. <laughs> but it, it was like basically like the life, like the shit that we're on right now is yeah. a fucking boat, a little boat, you uh-huh. know, and it's on this fucking track and the little boat's going on. And you're, you, you get on the boat yeah. and then you fucking get off the boat, but the boat's still going. Yeah. Like it just keeps going and you're right. on that boat and it's, I'm really butchering the beauty of yeah. whoever wrote this shit. It wasn't footsteps in the sand. <laughs> And, uh, and it wasn't and it wasn't fucking shellacked on a piece of wood with a picture of the footsteps. I've seen them all. My parents uh, had that. In everybody's parents had that right right next to the kitten going hang in there on a branch. Everybody had it. So okay, um, but I like to think. Uh, I try to think of that I have a responsibility mm-hmm. that I, everybody sooner or later, hopefully figures out what they are here for or what is mm-hmm. calling them. Yeah. I believe in my, I listen to my gut and I look for road signs and I stick to my people, yeah. my friends. And I believe that I have a responsibility to obviously something is going on with what I'm doing and reaching people and having experiences and enjoying it there's something there it's not there's not without fault either there are so many faults well thank god that's also part of the so many fucking faults hallelujah that's the vulnerability of it as well Well, we're all fucking human and that's yeah don't get me started on the culture of cancel like it's like you know if someone does something wrong like put them in burn them at the stake yeah basically and kill them i hate that so until we start to have empathy and compassion and understand it these beings that we are fuck up yeah of course then we're all gonna be burned to the stake yeehaw yeah. i'll bring matches yeah. so but i, I feel <laughs> like 
I feel like I have a responsibility, just like out of when we were coming out of COVID, right. what was still in it, but you know, the real lockdown. Yeah. I had to create music because I felt a responsibility to people who are coming out of this darkness. Yeah. I had a responsibility to offer them sound, visual, feeling to let them process what the fuck they just went through. Mm. That's what art is for. Totally. So I didn't want to come out of COVID and sing my songs I was fucking singing before that. Mm. I don't want to come out there and just start doing Big Shot and African Manes and, oh, everything's just fine. It's not fine. Mm. So my responsibility is to create content and art that can help people who aren't doing that process what the Fuck, they just went so through. You got a purpose-driven motivation. Well, that's how you do that's, it. That's huge, though. That is a huge thing. Like, But that's that thing out there that, talking to me, shitting through me, shitting through you. That thing out you. there is, to me is God. Well, that's Not cool. the Pope in Rome. Well, the, you can call it God. <laughs> like that thing ain't the Pope in Rome, whatever. You can call it God. Yeah, yeah. You know? God it's spells backward is dog. dog. Dogecoin. It's purpose-driven motivation. It's, yeah. all, it's awesome. It's awesome. But it hurts sometimes, and it gets very lonely, yeah. and it gets weird. Duh. Yeah. No shit. But you're so lucky that you have that. Well. So many people are completely aimless and lost and just have nothing resembling. Well, that's what I'm here resembling. for. Come see me. Yeah. I'll put you to work. Yeah. Even you saying that motivates me to do more of that. Well, that's what I want to, to do give, is motivate. To give more. I like to motivate people. I like to make people feel some fire inside of themselves. Let's read another comment. Listen, people are saying such nice things. I don't know things where you're finding these comments. Don't tell me. <laughs> Christine terrifies me, and yet you want more. I totally get what she's doing, and it's deeper than people realize. People, cool. people get you, I think. They do get me. That's why I love them. Yeah. How long did it take you, do you feel, to, to, to evolve from when you started 12 years ago? When did you feel like a shift that you found your purpose or things were going the way you wanted them to go? If that question makes mm. sense. I think I never wanted them to go a certain way. It was always step by step. And they were always beautiful steps. Like when I had the first song, uh, I met with my dear friend and still to this day, uh, PJ Raval, who makes all the videos, except for one, Butt Muscle, that was made by Matt Lambert. But PJ's made all the videos since day one, and that's how we started. I had this song. He said, what do you want to work on? And I had big ideas. He said, let's start small. What do you have? And I said, that's I have a, a song called... a good creative partner right there. Let's start small. Yeah, he's like, let's just take a step. That's a Because I'm like, you know? Limitations. Yeah. That's and like, he said, what do you got? And I said, I have a song called Fix My Dick. He said, let's make a video for that. And then we'll see if and we want to work with each other. Christine came from that? out of Well, the, no, was Christine, Christine was already or... cooking. I was already boiling. Oh, okay. But I wasn't touring, nothing. We were doing shows in backyards at a thing called Gay by Gay Gay. That was the 
Our solution is South by Southwest. <laughs> yeah, my, I would love to play that one. You, that you, you South by Southwest. You got not, to be a gay because it's no. Well, we know. Uh, <laughs> what? What? How do you well, define gay? You got to be a hundred percent gay, or can you like be gay on the weekends? You can't be drunk gay. <laughs> Uh, uh, this is my friend, my friend, my two friends, Silky. This is true. Is it Silky. G-X-G-G? G-A-Y-B-I-G-A-Y-G-A-Y. And my friends, Silky and Hazy, started this in a backyard because all... South by was rotten with gay bands. They'd like, oh, you're a gay band? Well, we'll put you in a gay bar with other gay players. Oh, my God. They were horrible. They just fucking assholes. That must have been a bunch assholes. of years ago. Now they couldn't no, get away bitch, with that. No, bitch, they were doing it. Well, they were doing it when I was there that's in 2000 crazy. hoo-ha. Uh, they, put, they put me in a bear bar with that's, no stage and have a whole gay lineup. No. Oh, my God. No back, no back line, no PA, no, no sound But no association. The whole point of a the whole point of a This festival. is what you'll get and you'll like it. Yeah. Yeah, the whole point of a fucking festival is to interact with other artists, yeah. not of your ilk. Right. And they were like, oh, these people are gay. Put them in the gay room. And it was like, fuck you. Oh, so, so Silky, Maybe that was the year we were there, Joe. It was every year. 2008. So Silky and Hazy said, fuck this shit. And they start, it was the last Sunday of South Bar. Mm-hmm. And it was all day, all night. This lasted for 10 fucking years. Every band that identified as uh-huh. all met in a field or a backyard and all played for free all day, all night. And it was the it most does. beautiful time you've ever had. People from all over the world came, came the and they performed for free. Big Frida was in the backyard. I mean, everybody was out there doing their shit. And it was the best thing. And then after 10 years, as things do, it just was time to put it to sleep. Mm. And it, um, That's a good run, though. What a, what a fucking run. But um, I don't know why I was talking about hey, that. Hey, tell me about that show you did at the beginning of COVID where you performed inside that cube. Oh yeah, we made the vine, a vinyl that's, vinyl that's box. A, that was like pretty early on, right? In mm-hmm. COVID, and you were kind of like, I felt like that was kind of a reaction. Oh yes. Yeah. I was trying talk about that. A little this bit. was like, and uh, you did a Pink Floyd song. I did. I did Mother. Yeah, that's amazing. I like them a lot. They yeah, are, they're amazing. They, are, they have orchestral, theatrical, symphonic, oh, yeah, they're, they're explosive killer. feelings that take me places. Huge. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I paired up with uh, Leah at Participant Gallery. and Where's that? That's on Houston Street. Okay. Uh, between A and B. When you first moved back to Brooklyn, were you, were you like, this is Houston Street, not Houston? No, I know how to do all that. I mean, I I'm from, I'm from Louisiana. You, you ever, went from Texas. Yeah, Chapatulas, like, New That's Orleans. Houston. Oh, yeah. But I, you know, yeah. hello. But uh, <laughs> spell that. I, I used to live right above Checkpoint Charlie's. Good uh, De- Lord. I did. Uh, Decatur and Esplanade. That's rough. Yeah, right four in the morning, it would be like on Tuesday, be like, dun, 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 well, they dun, don't dun, close. They there don't is, there's close. no four in the morning. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's crazy. It yeah, just, it you just do. On a Tuesday night at four oh. in the morning, three people in the bar and the blues band starts up. At it's least like, it wasn't 12 in the afternoon on Bourbon Street singing Bobby McGee, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is one of those. So, okay, so you're at the gallery. What's it called? The... Uh, the oh, participant. participant. I just I approached Leah and I said, "Hey, I have this idea, and I respect uh, so she's family, and and I and I, I love New York City so fucking much because 
it's like a switchboard and, and mm. if you have uh, a nugget in your pocket you plug in and the city gives you back exactly what you give it uh it's a beautiful exchange i love 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 this place yeah, and uh, that's cool that you're saying that because so many people are talking down on it right now it's fucking amazing but well, then amazing, they can leave go 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 if you don't like it get the yeah. fuck out of here yeah. go anywhere else i don't care yeah get the fuck out <laughs> or stick around and come to my show and i'll change your fucking mind i'm coming to your next show. but you better but um you know i i said leah i like to i have this idea and it's i can't do it alone that's the best way to ever approach someone because it's true it's right. like i can't do this by myself can you help me or think of a way that i could do this that is a great and idea she said yes of course because she's the fucking badass and we created a 10 foot high stage with four poles like a boxing ring yeah. and then we wrapped it in vinyl it was like four foot three foot high four yeah, foot high and then it. the rest yeah, and then my friend michael sharkey uh, and his friend Andromache have a warehouse in Red Hook by Gibby's. Mm -hmm. And Michael and Andromache are very kind and generous. And they let us go in there and build this fucking creature with this friend Leah New. And then we um, brought in two friends of mine, Guy uh, Smith and, and his partner, uh, Robert. And they did tech. And my friend Glenn who works it with Leah did great that. Too. a great team of people and then you start to create which yeah. is I like and I said I want everybody in hazmat suits yeah, the hazmat and suits. I want the technicians in hazmat and I want it because I also have another fetish of being Daryl Hannah and Splash when they capture her and put her in the big tank so I said this is just like Daryl Hannah which is the story of the wild woman the Tom wild Hanks. man something coming from nature into this crap world we live in which is how I feel uh, in my life with all of you fucks out that's there that's interesting so so I got put inside the big plastic box and all of the technicians were around and then I went to town and I screamed about the atrocities of our world right now yeah. right at that time. And that was how I got the only way I could survive. It's pretty cutting edge. I'm very pleased with it. And I, was, so well, is I was telling her that the consistency and the quality of what she puts out as far as music videos and the that stream, the stream yeah. from Bowery and the stream she did from the cock just visually beautiful so as a videographer thank you the, it's just top of the line as far as that's hard to get him to yeah, say that as kind far of shit, no because yeah. a lot of people don't do well i'm glad well. you appreciate it yeah. i love people who it's, can recognize some fucking shit it's art it's yeah. art on the highest level and the and the preciseness and the look and the feel is just amazing how you keep managing to put that through regardless of the situation you're in or the times we're in uh and it's admirable that's well it, it comes with help from a team of people who give a fuck and yeah, know what exactly, they're doing yeah. Yeah. like that's the that's the ticket too like i can like i can only do so much and it's a lot and i like it yeah but the team the family fuck team. me every time though and i and i select selected many of them and or approached many of them because they carry good reputations and people speak highly of them and that's the people i want to work with uh and everyone involved even down to my friend scott awalt who got us into the cock you know and like so many wonderful people how do you and, go about finding a team uh well i usually stick with the one i got yeah, stick right. with the people and i've been working like. with most of the people i know for 
12 years. Mm -hmm. I still work with PJ, my dancers. I still work with Thomas T. Gravel, who has been dancing with me since the Fix My Dick video. I take him all over Europe with me. We, mm -hmm. He teaches me, I teach him. We hate each other. We love each other. It's a fucking relationship. Yeah. I don't like you and me, it's Joe. Like me and uh, yeah, y'all, he was saying the same thing the with same. you two. Look we at fight, we fight a lot. We fight on, on these podcasts. We're well, having, because you can. We're not fighting now. I was giving but. the video example that for the last, <laughs> God, 16 years or whatever. Uh, today, you mean? No, just in general, where you're like, That's hey, it. I have this song. Do you want to make a video? And we just get uh, together and pull shit out of our yeah. ass, and it comes out gold, and we yeah. love it, and it's an easy process, and yeah. and it's comfortable. It's really like you uh, hold on to the fucking, mm -hmm. don't fix what ain't broke. So are you excited about the future and what's coming up, and now that things are opening up, and what do you got going on coming into the future? Yes. What do you got? Um, what are you doing? Well, I've got new music that I'm, shitting out I'd, I'd shout out two songs at the Easter show that had never been out I started playing piano uh -huh. so I'm playing piano and singing now. isn't that great I've been someone playing someone else piano. is holding your mic <laughs> that's my friend that's, that's that Be brilliant. Uh, his name is uh, Bed <laughs> there's a dude standing holding the mic while she's playing the yeah his, I call him Bed Tundy <laughs> and he's my backup boy Bed Tundy Bed Tundy he wears all leather and he's that's yeah, my friend he's Frank standing there holding the mic but he we didn't have a mic stand <laughs> so he held it for me uh, but I'm, I've got new music that I'm making with uh, my family producer, Peter, Peter Stopshensky. He's in Austin. And we, we get together at night and uh, turn on the computer machines mm -hmm. and we can get baked and make music. And it's really nice. Yeah. Um, that you, I is didn't, that in Austin or here? No, he's in Austin and I'm here. Oh, so you're doing and I work. didn't think this would work. And I was very scared about our relationship. Yeah. But we turned that Zoom Doom shit on. Yeah, and it's fine. And, and we. we he shows me the screen he's working on and I can see the levels and all the ha-ha and we work. Yeah. And it's a testament to how hard we want to try and make it work. So yeah. I'm working with Peter. I'm working with my friend Roddy Bottom, who's um, a fantastic fucking musician. He's been in bands. He was in Faith No More and Imperial Teen and Crickets and he, now he's in Man on Man. He's a fucking juggernaut. And we're making some sounds together. And then um, I'm going to have a little spot in a bar that, um, you know, the Parkside Lounge on Houston. Yeah. So I think I'm going to be shitting out some stuff there in the summer. Okay. A bit of a kind of a, a lounge -ish. I like to call it Christine unbuttplugged okay and i'm gonna be uh work workshopping a lot of material. my new material with musicians as you saw in the bowery electric show uh, i'm working with musicians more and more strange things i'm i'm in, i'm addicted to the saxophone right now yeah, i heard that saxophone and, and harp i can't stop saxophone is it, it, it is what my brain feels and sounds like vangelis right I'll take Vangelis any day. Yeah. I love Vangelis. <laughs> and the man, the guy who's the, I just looked, I forgot his name, Gregory something, who is the saxophonist for George Michael's Careless Whispers. Oh, yeah. Uh, that kind of shit. I love George And then, Michael. like, any kind of saxophone that's like Laura Palmer's Dirty Bar back in the woods in Twin Peaks kind of saxophone where it's just screaming. He give it to me. the news. I'd fuck him. <laughs> I heard he got a big all day. I heard that too. I'll, I will follow that trail. <laughs> I, I did not hear that. I, I heard that. Well, that's, that's, that's known. 
I yeah, that mm, <laughs> dirty they used to, old. They used to call him Horsey Lewis. Dirty old Lewis. raspy man. Him and Tom Jones. I'm I'll have a sleepover. Tom Jones, I can imagine. Tom Jones. Yeah. Really? He, oh. ca- he carries himself like he's got a big. Dick. The three I'd fuck. Tom Jones. Yeah. This is the Welsh trifecta okay. from Wales. Yeah. Tom Jones, yeah. Richard Burton, Shirley Bassey. I would fuck all three of them in a three-way like nobody's business. They got the biggest fucking cocks and holes in the world. Richard Branson? Richard Burton. Oh, Burton. <laughs> Richard Branson. <laughs> I was like, huh? If you think I would sense. fuck Richard Branson. It didn't make sense. I would have flipped the table and walked <laughs> off the show. I'm glad you didn't. No, I, I, if I were you, I would have. Oh. <laughs> but, no, but Richard Burton. Richard Burton, that anyone, makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, hello, yeah, hello. Yeah. Richard Burton, Tom Jones, and Shirley Bassey. I'm like, that's all I need to know. I'm moving to Wales. Right. But, um, yeah, I uh, the saxophone is the jam, and I'm I'm loving the instruments and the musicians I'm working with, and so I want to continue to use the beauty of this city to explore the darkness of my heart. I'm glad you're back here. Me too. I'm very happy yeah, to be that's here. Awesome. I want to be here all summer. I have we have many of us have sat through this COVID and I uh, have no desire to get on the road. I have no yeah, desire to I tour. I don't really either. I want to stay here and I, I want to play a lot though. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. I want to fucking dig in and play and then go on the road with this new shit and fucking slap them on the face with a dead fish. Yeah. So how do people find you? Um, other than the Facebook that well I don't do I really don't do Facebook so anymore how, how do so, you expand uh, your Instagram audience? that's what I'm figuring out Instagram is my best yeah. and what's that what's your tag on Instagram uh, Christine, Christine official. underscore official. official and it's Christine with two E's Three. Three. Three E's. Oh, yeah. E-E-N-E. Oh, this is E-E-N-E, a good thing. Yeah. Here you go, Catholic. If you go... No, this is true. This is true. Like, my, my website my, my website is christine.org, okay? Yeah. If you get this shit, I love this so much. This is, this is a gift from my God. Mm-hmm. If you type in christine.org and you forget the last E, it takes you to Teens for Christ. Oh, really? Nice. <laughs> so those Teens for Christ kids are probably accidentally putting that E in and going to my site. I'll go to your site and go, like, oh, she's doing social work. Look at this. Nah, no, right? it's very, it keeps the mystery alive. That is. That's pretty good. The mystery of the faith. Um, but yeah, Instagram, it seems to be the best. Yeah, okay. And until yeah, I... have like over 40,000 followers. I'm be- yeah, yeah, and that just happened great. over 12 years or whenever that shit started. So I'm very pleased with... The accessibility I have with my mm, people who give a fuck what I do. And I like to be able to send letters or write to other people who I admire. And there's no barrier around them. So I like... Who have you written to that you admire? Oh, many. I I wrote to... Uh, Jones. I wish. <laughs> I wrote, Burton. There's just people I read. I like I'm a I like that um the artist her name is Cindy Sherman. Oh yeah. And cause she's a shapeshifter and she's yeah. crazy. Yeah. I wrote to her once out of the fucking blue. I just wrote to her and Get said right back. Yes. Wow. And I, I said, Hello, Miss Sherman, I'm Christine and I hope maybe one day I could take you to lunch or uh, we could go to a park and you could we could discuss our mutual appreciation of shape-shifting that's a great and she said hello and we still talk to this day that's incredible and i like that i find that the most of the artists i respect or want to be with are the ones that are vulnerable enough 
to allow that to happen. Right. So there's a lot of those artists in New York. Yeah. Tons and tons and tons. Yeah, it's the so, place for that. Uh, I, I find that, that that particular platform allows for that if if the planets line up properly if they yeah. don't who gives a fuck you just keep doing it you probably see them within the fucking street later on down the road and you say hello then yeah um that's amazing and she's a huge artist she's badass she's totally and, badass and she's nice and um and then you know um i don't know the landscape is changing so none of us know how to continue because All right, so your bff with uh Cindy Sherman. No, no. And Rick Omens is giving you Owens. free clothes. <laughs> I mean, well, Rick, Rick is a supporter, though, but like he brought us, he was the first person who brought us overseas. Oh, really? Like he, he and Michelle brought us to a party. He booked us. And then I fell in love with him. And uh, he really has a family of people. He knows Kimber Fowler. He knows Divine David. He knows. Uh, t tons of people that they're like we're his kids kind of and or, or he's our kid or yeah. it, it's a family and he makes us feel beautiful and we make him feel beautiful mm -hmm. and it's an exchange and it's not about the clothes or things it's about the gifts or the appreciation or the nasty little things we do for each other mm -hmm. and all and and it's a way of showing affection and saying i care about you or yeah. or Try to squeeze your fucking dick into these things that don't fit and have fun doing it. I I like to tear. I tear that up. Describes his clothes. Perfectly. I tear his clothes up. I me said, too. It's awesome. I said, why are you sending me these nice things? I'm gonna ruin them. And he goes, exactly. Yeah. And he he wants to see his work flourish and go to weird towns and <laughs> villages. Like I want to see my work go to weird places once you get a hold of it. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's an exchange, and I like creative people or any people in general who are willing to do that i got one of his kilts and rocked it for a while a kilt a kilt yeah one of his black kilts whoa i liked it it made me feel did good. you skateboard in the kilt probably <laughs> i had a shaved head then too oh god it was a weird look you've been through some time oh, i've been through things oh yeah <laughs> definitely yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Of course. That's good. You don't have one of those uh, skateboards that are electric, do you? Yeah, right there. The kind with the remote control? Uh-huh. Oh, Jesus. We got to talk after this show. Okay, we, I would like that. I would like that very much. <laughs> All right, well, uh, you got any final? No, I, I, I thought I, I loved the conversation. I, I'm yeah, really, I, I, I don't know how y'all found me and all this shit, but I really enjoyed coming so to talk to y'all. Listen, I and saw I, you. I was exposed you to you for the, the first time, and, and I just felt something about you. I'm like, glad uh, you had the courage to do so. Yeah. I was very happy, and I I do live with a cat, so I'm, I could talk for days. Pickles. Tickles, pickles. Tickles, pickles. pickles. But thanks for having and allowing We'll, and, and we'll have to catch up again in like a year six months. Yeah, I'll be pregnant with heat. We'll get you. Well, a, we'll get an update. Wait. We'll see what, how it's all been going. Yeah. That'll Same be, to y'all. I'd like awesome. to know how y'all are and doing, see too. see you at the bar in Houston in the summer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're going to come through. Parkside. Yeah. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks, Thank everybody. Go, go follow Christine on Instagram. Instaham. Insta official. Christine, Christine underscore, underscore official. official. And also go support uh, Christian teens. Yeah, if you get, if you end up, <laughs> if you end up there, send them to me. And support us on Patreon. Oh yeah, support us oh, on yeah. Patreon. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Peace and love. See you guys and soon. Thank you for watching and listening. Bye. 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 That was fun.
Hi, this is Joseph Arthur. Thanks for checking out Come to Where I'm From. Please support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash come to where I'm from. We are an independent podcast, and any contributions you can make are greatly appreciated.